Thanks for having us, Jeff. Thanks for coming. Yes. So I've been here a couple of times. And, you know, every time I come here, I, I have to say that uh, totally impressed. I brought some folks with me today. Sure. And I'm, I'm sure they left here with a good feeling. Uh, do you want to tell me what's the background of your business? Why you sure. chose this location and how you got into it? So Just Teddy is a, is a byproduct of my family's love for hospitality. You know, welcoming people into your household and treating them like family, even though they're strangers, but treating them as if they're one of your own and just making them feel happy and kind. Uh, my family comes from a hospitality back, oh, sorry, a property background. Sure. Uh, and then we entered into hospitality because my sister and I studied the industry and the craft. Uh, my sister being a professional pastry chef and I am a professional food and beverage manager. Uh, my father came off the Great South African Bake Off as the runner-up. Uh, it was a BBC production locally. He was the runner-up of that competition. And everything just tied hand in hand in terms of us entering into the hospitality industry as a family. Yeah. And again, I say it's a byproduct of my family because what you see is what my family loves in terms of luxury, wealth, uh, togetherness, uh, fun dining-esque food, uh, you know, luxury teas. Uh, you know, we're a well-traveled uh, unit, my family, and this is our platform and a, a canvas in which we convey who we are as people. Yes. So what about the Middle Eastern influence sure. of what you do? Where, where does that come from? So my family is of Lebanese origin and so to a French origin. Uh, Lebanon was a French colony, uh, the Paris of the Middle East, if you, if you have it. Uh, so my great-grandparents had some French in them. My great-grandmother was French. So that's where the, the French influence also comes in. Uh, from my Lebanese and French heritage because Lebanon was a French colony. Wow. Do you think, you know, and, and cultural orientation is important in terms of your presentation of your product? I, th I think it is because culture is an element of aesthetic, I believe. And if something, if you want to convey something, it has to have, especially if it's cultural, so it's, it's a very specific thing, culture. Um, you have to convey it in a, in a manner that is native to that culture and it has synergy with that culture. So what we do is, obviously it's French Lebanese, but we don't, you know, lock it in as only that. We, we play on our culture, but we don't have the, you know, the stereotypical Lebanese aesthetic, French aesthetic. We just dabble on it, but we, we make it unique and fresh in what we do. So if, if it, for example, if it, this was a proper Lebanese restaurant, there will be belly dancers running around every day, a shisha everywhere. So we don't do that. We Obviously, because we can't have a shisha, yeah? Sure. I'd love the belly dancers, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but we don't want to make it too generic, yeah. you know, and too stereotypical of Lebanese culture because it's, it's, it's very, it can be very exuding of itself, Lebanese culture. It's very rich, and but sometimes it can just be overdone and oversold. So we just, we subtle with everything, especially the uh, Lebanese side of us. Yeah, I do want to say, I mean, I understand the cultural context, but sure. for a patron right here, I, I got to accept it and feel close to it. It doesn't make me feel it's foreign to me. Sure. So I think you're doing it in a way that a lot of us can relate to, although sure. we're not Lebanese ourselves. Sure. Uh, tell me the, the chosen location. How, sure. how good is it for your business? What brought you to, sure. uh, to the Hyde Park Mall, if you like? Well, the, the main reason why we are in the hard park environment at the Sandhurst area is that because what we do is it's very time consuming it's very specific especially our French patisserie it's very specific and it, it's our job to communicate it correctly to our clientele basis and 
given the area's wealth in Lakshi, the, the residents of it are well-traveled. Sure. So that kind of makes our job, I wouldn't say easier, but it helps us convey the message to a, you know, a better platform to absorb it and understand it. Because there's nothing more disheartening to us in communicating something. If somebody just doesn't understand what we're trying to communicate and offer, so given that wealth and luxury in the area, these, you know, the area has had the opportunity to travel and you know, receive culture abroad in terms of a Eurocentric manner and just basically understand what we're trying to offer you. Again, we're very specific in what we do and what we offer. It's not for everybody. Being in Hyde Park kind of makes our job easier in the sense that somebody will absorb and appreciate what we do. Because that's the second thing, the appreciation sure. factor. I can't, I can't give somebody something that they don't understand and expect them to appreciate it. Sure. Then tie in the time factor it takes to do what we do and the effort and you know the love and passion that gets placed into everything we do. It's just as hard thing if somebody just doesn't understand what we're trying to do yes. in terms of a longevity thing for our business and also as, 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 you know, as people. It's, it hurts when somebody doesn't like what we're doing or doesn't appreciate it. Hard part kind of numbs, I wouldn't say numbs, it kind of just... It makes it safer. It's a safer option sure. to be here because, again, people understand what we're trying to do here. Whereas I feel that in other malls, that's not necessarily the factor. Not to be, uh, you know, you know, to, to insult other malls or be disrespectful or condescending. It's just I feel that this area has more pound for pound flesh that understands what we're trying to do and appreciates it. So when when you walk into Hyde Park, you it's an aspirational mall. You sure. have an idea that everything here is uh, overpriced. Sure. But when you sit down here and just stare at you find you kind of feel that price is fair. That's it. How do you how do you then manage the burden of the cost of being sure. here with a, with an offering that's well priced sure. within you know everybody's sure. affordability levels? Well, being Lebanese, we understand how money works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have to be a CA, but if you're Lebanese, you kinda know how money rands and cents work. So <laughs> to pair that to a restaurant environment where it's very cutthroat. You have to be money conscious in a restaurant. You have to understand you, you're investing money, capital into perishables. So from a business side, we are on the pulse in terms of what we are doing, what we're offering. Uh, that's my job. I understand you know, restaurant backgrounds in terms of its accountancy and its ops management. Being in a more like hard park, it's the expectation to you know, offer something that is uh, very expensive, very luxurious, intimidating, borderline intimidating. Sure. When you come to our restaurant, that's not the factor uh, because our whole concept is tangible luxury. We want you to feel, we want you to feel the luxury and you know the velvet, you know the velvet texture of our restaurant. You know, but we don't you be intimidated in terms of its price point. We want everybody to come here and feel welcome. Again, that goes down to our Lebanese hospitality. Strangers in the environment will be treated like they are family. Sure. Why must I make you pay through an arm and a leg for that? No, we just want to welcome everybody here, make you feel special. And I think that's the soul of luxury and I think that's the soul of hospitality. I've got you. Making people feel special in an environment. Yes. So do you think that the, fa the fact that people around you appreciate what you do sure. inspires your creativity? Or is that something that you bring to the party sure. on your own? Look, it makes it easier again because it's, 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 it's understanding. From an understanding point of view, 9 out of 10 are customers of this area who understand what we're trying to do. But also... It, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a hard customer. It's a discerning customer, and I appreciate that because if you're not evolving and transcending into something that's improved from what you were the day before, don't do it. 
So the customer clientele base that keeps us on our toes, makes us want to do better, makes us want to achieve and attain more within this more and who knows outside of the more. Sure. Because I believe you are a product of your environment. We started in a food market, so we were a product of a food market environment. I've got you. Opening up in Hyde Park from a food market environment takes balls. Yeah. It's a brave thing. It's a very, it's a very intimidating thing to yes. do. But we knew that we needed time to become a product of this environment. Yeah. And you know, our clientele basis, I wouldn't say made it again, made it never they never made it easier, but they conveyed from the get-go what's expected. Sure. In order sure. to make it in, you know, you know, a restaurant environment, let alone the hard park environment, because it's such a special place. It's, it's a specific caliber of store that is in this mall here. And you, you know, I'm I'm not one for being you have to be the best or you no. Yeah. If you you won't win the race if you don't run in it. Sure. I like You that. don't have to run in the race to be a part. You know, it's, you cho- we chose to be here and we want to do well in this environment. Sure. And our clients are help us to do, be the best that we want to be. I've got nothing wrong with constructive criticism and yes. feedback. If it's coming from something of substance, if it's coming from a source and basis of somebody who understands what they're talking about, perfect. I'll take that jab on the chin. But if it's coming from somebody that just doesn't understand what they're trying to do, very hard to accept it. I've got you. How, how does, um, you know, you're currently selling online sure. as well. Sure. How does it tie into uh, what you originally intended sure. to and as it becomes something important to your business? Well, I'm very old-fashioned. Um, I wouldn't go say I'm against online, but again, I'm old-fashioned. I'm stuck in my ways. Yeah. 27, but I feel like an old Lebanese <laughs> man. So it was, it was a bit of a, you know, a fat pill to swallow. But Corona, you know, matured that decision quicker than it, you know, it was supposed to, you know, have, we had to go online. Long story short, we had to go online because, you know, with Corona, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of change, and people were just fighting to survive. Literally, people were fighting tooth and nail to survive. And during lockdown, I took it upon myself to build our own online store because I think we, I thought we, at the time, that's what we needed to do. Sure. People weren't going to sit in a restaurant. People couldn't leave their house. So how can I expect my business to stay alive by having a person in the chair? Yeah. Because I, I make money from my chair. I make money from my counter sales. So we tried, we developed the concept of luxury in your own household, just Teddy in your own household. Sure, so sure. when we spun on that, we, yeah. we, we leveraged on what we're known for, our luxury and our service excellence. Well, I believe we have service excellence. Yeah. And we leveraged on that and put it on an online basis. You, you'll never replicate our store because our store is beautiful even if I say so myself but we try to make you feel our presence in your household and we just I think that's you know the basis of any business you need a unique selling point Yeah. so our online matured into a byproduct again of us sure. in your household so I started with Mother's Day Mother's Day just came after we could go back into business and that and we did a high tea at home Sure. We said, you can't have a high tea. Yeah, it's fine. We'll come to you. Wow. That service. Yeah. That service. And we, we leveraged on it. We, we wanted you to feel something different because it was such a sad time for everybody. We wanted to put happiness in a box and send it to your household wow. well, for a relatively good price. That, it had to, it's also it's a price point sensitive thing. People also weren't splurging out. So we priced it just right. But we gave you so much value inside of a box. So our online, first online product was high tea in a box. They just did a high tea in a box. Okay. And it was sort of for Mother's Day weekend. And sure. it got us through. Yeah. So call it survival. We were in survival mode. 
online was our medium to survive through, yes. to, you know, to weather the storm. I like that story because yeah. I, I think, you know, throughout your life, uh, pressure brings creativity. And I sure. think uh, Corona brought a lot of pressure and a lot of pe people yeah. gave up. But you seem to have understood that creativity can get you sure. out of that. I like that. So my next question is, obviously, we live in a country where we spoke about it off, offline. Uh, you know, unemployment is between 25 sure. to 40 percent. You, How many people work for you, if I may ask? What about 25 to 30 employees? I call it 30 employees in terms of front of us and back of us. We've got 30 sure. people working for us. So you, you play an, an, an instrumental part in skill development because sure. you bake on, on site. Sure. Um, do, you, do you have any partnerships that bring trainees through or do you, how do you pass sure. skills on? Do you have any so, idea or strategy around so that? So in terms of, you know, attracting, you know, staff, you know, skilled staff and unskilled staff, we, let me suppose something almost, a lot of our bakers started as scullers and cleaners. My family, I trained them. So I'm a firm believer that you don't necessarily have to go to college or, you know, get some sort of higher education to be able to do something. Yes. I think people are getting locked in too much on education. If you're willing to work and put the time and the effort and can get the result, I've got nothing wrong with it. I encourage it. So a lot of my staff, you know, baking staff, were cleaners. And we trained them because they showed, you know, they, they showed the will to work and the hunger to succeed in a different environment. And, and I love that. I love that. Sure. So in terms of skilled staff, a lot of the colleges, a lot of the hospitality colleges approach us to have their students, uh, to have their students come out. Because when you study as a hospitality student, you need some sort of on-field experience uh, for credits. I don't know if it's the same system from when I studied, but you had to have some sort of on-site on experience work. Sure. Sure. And uh, we accept students. We accept students in that need to come work for about three months, six months, it varies. Sure. But students do come through to our store and uh, we are approached by those organizations for those students. And in terms of, you know, other staffing requirements, we try help where we can. You know, obviously we, we've been bombarded by CVs after lockdown. Yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's not a hidden fact that there is a problem. There's an there's a employment problem locally. Sure. We try to play our part in helping and assisting and easing that problem, but we only one. We yes. can't take on the full load. You know, as much as I want to have a heart, I'm also a businessman. Yeah. The problem is some people just don't care. I want to care, but I have to care within my means. Some people just don't care. Yeah. And I think that's what needs to change. You know, everybody must just have that hospitality. It's not just a restaurant. I think it's yeah. business in general. It just needs to be some have some sort of hospitality, hospitable nature to yeah. it. And just try help out people, you know. You know yes. People no. are desperate for work. People are desperate for money. I agree. And I think everybody just needs to try to come to the party. I know it's easier said than done, but I think people need to help people. But, you know, my view is always you help within the boundaries of sure. your ability. And, sure. and if you comply with those standards that you have sure. for yourself, you've done what you need. No, 100%. If you're comfortable with that, it's okay. So what's the future looking like for sure. you? I mean, we have had another discussion around replicating what you got and the ethos sure. that go with it. Um, but still, I have to come back to it. I want to know, no, no. especially for our audiences, what do, you, what do you think the next five years or so would look like? And what are your expansion dynamics that you carry in your head? So in terms of replicating the store, first and foremost, I think we're too, we're too young. I think we're too young in terms of our brand to open up more stores. I don't, also, I don't want to be caught in that, you know, that the conversation of when's the next store opening, when, when sure. you know, because I think that's what's kind of killing restaurants right now. When's your next store opening? When you're doing another store, you know, I think that's what's killing restaurants. I think greed, you know, the problem is 
with hospitality, the problem with hospitality is that it's a hard industry. You're literally bleeding out every day. You're literally you're killing yourself. You're literally dying. You, you're applying yourself to this industry. It's hard. And then the minute you see a little bit of money, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm in comfort now. Let's open up another store. But people don't realize sometimes another store kills your original store and vice versa. Sure. So I'm not in a rush to open up another store because number one, our store is very organic. I can't replicate something that's organic. It's very hard to replicate this. Given the environment we're in, it's very, again, the hard parking environment is very special. Maybe this doesn't work in another environment or another shopping center or wherever it may be. So I'm nervous in that regard, but also I don't think it's time to do that. I think we're still figuring out our current brand, like location and the product that we've turned into in this environment. Yeah? So we're not in a rush to open up another store locally. I don't think we ever will. In terms of future prospects, we do want to go international. I know, I know that sounds funny because I said, no, we don't want to open up a store locally, which might sound like the easier thing to do. But we want to be bolder than local. We want, do want to go international. I, f- I feel that we can do that once we're ready. I think we can just bypass locally other than Hyde Park. We just sure. go international. Because also, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to prostitutalize our brand. I don't want to, you know, make it so accessible. Yes. You know, I kind of want to be snobby about yeah. it. I don't want everybody just to, even though we welcome everybody, I don't want it to be on every corner. I don't yes. want it to be everywhere. I still want to have that luxury exclusivity attached to our brand. So, yes. If I could see one Joburg, one just did in Joburg, one in Dubai or somewhere in the UAE, one in Europe, that's my dream. That's my goal. And I think we can attain it. I've got got an intuitive feeling that it will happen. Uh, I think because we've got a lot of love in our heart, a lot of good in what we do, I think we will be the recipients of that dream and that goal. But it's a time factor. You you can't rush things, especially you can't rush into stuff. But... That will come. You know, I'm not to say, okay, we're comfortable. This is it. That, that's not that. We're constantly evolving, constantly improving our brand. We're working in and working on our brand every day. My family works seven days a week. We are every single day, start to finish. Yeah. The first people in and we're the last people out. And I appreciate it because we are hard workers and we're just doing the groundwork now. So we will be in another form capacity somewhere. Maybe it is locally. Maybe it's not. I can't predict the future, but we are working into, we are going to work onto things and greater things, but in time, in time, steady steps. I think the uh, you know growth is something that's uh, that you know how to sure. approach, and uh, nobody can run or rush you into sure. it. The one thing I wanted to know—it's kind of interesting to me. And I've never myself worked in an environment like it. Sure. How, how difficult or easy is it to work with family members? Working with my family is the greatest thing that can have ever happened to me because number one, it was, it was a dream of mine to go into hospitality with my family. I'm stronger with my family than I am without my family. But it has its challenges. You know, our store is very luxe and pretty soft, you know, elegant. Behind the scenes, we're killing one another yeah. because we're passionate individuals. Yes. Uh, you know, we don't do things half-heartedly. I haven't been brought up in the environment to do something half-heartedly. It's either all in or all out. There's okay. no, there's no in between. And yeah. We do clash. Yeah. But that's passion. Okay. And I've got nothing wrong with someone losing their temper. Number one, if they've got a basis to it. And if their heart really means, you know, well in sure. it. Sure. I've got nothing wrong with that. But it's just, it, it does have its, its pros and it does have its cons, but sure. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. You know, when I was studying, there was lengthy times when I was away from my family. So I felt like a weaker character. My spirit, my soul was, wasn't, it wasn't burning. My fire, my internal fire wasn't burning like it was because I never had my family. My family is my life force. I love yeah. my family. 
Um, again, it's a personal thing, but I wouldn't change this. But also, my, this shop isn't what it is without my family. It, I've got you. I've got you. My family is the life force for this business. What would you say is the one thing, if you have, if this is your moment in the sun, the one thing that you would shout out now and, 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 yeah. and, and call people to order and say, come for this reason to just studies. What is the one thing that you think people will What's experience here? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lay it down to an, a counter item. I wouldn't lay it down to, you know, you have to have this. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's the whole. I won't be biased to so say you have to come for this. I'm not that type. I believe everything we do is of equal standard or else we wouldn't have it. But I just want people to come out and experience who we are. Uh, you know, our brand is is like, it's like an, an amuse-bouche. It's a starter of who we are as a family. Yes. You know, it's not just a, for me, this is not just a restaurant. It's not a petition. It's not a cafe. It's beyond that. It's, it's, it's a personal experience. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's a link between... A unique family, it's a functional family, but unique. You know, and I just want people to experience us and what we have to offer. You know, we, we, I believe we offer something different on a local platform, something that's very foreign on a local platform. And you know, given what's happened during Corona, there's no travel, there's no, there's very little happiness lately. Yeah. I want to try to be a player of that and try to make people happy in a time where people are sad. Yes. And I think our restaurant has the ability to do that. Again, home, that home feeling, that hospitality. I want people to come and sit and forget where they are. I want people to come for a meeting and forget that they're just do, talking business. I want people to have a conversation like we're having. Just yeah. a conversation, yeah. there's energy, good vibes. I just want people to be happy. And I think our restaurant can do that. Yes. So in short, in a nutshell, if you want to have a simple day, adding something different that you haven't done, come to my restaurant. I can't guarantee we will make it the best day you've ever had. Maybe it's the worst day you've ever had. But we people, we're trying our best to make a difference locally for ourselves and for other people. Just come, have a nice time. That's all I can say. Come and experience our because there's levels to it there's layers to it there's, 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 there's different things here and yeah. I just want people to feel at home yeah if you had to advise somebody sure. today and say this is a possible industry that you may want to sure. consider to enter into sure. what, what would be the, the advice that you would yeah. pass on I'm going to look into the camera inside this because it's a very personal thing yeah do it if you want to enter hospitality you must be prepared to suffer you must be prepared to do everything that you don't want to do with a smile on your face because it is so so hard it's not for everybody yes. you will lose yourself along the way but it will be the best thing for you as a person for your soul when you do find yourself again yes. because it is so hard but it's so it's so fulfilling and it's so so it enriches your soul you know being kind to people enriches your soul making people smile enriches your soul sure. it's not about money it's not about, money will come and go I don't do this for money I do this because I genuinely love Hospitality. I love the industry. I love restaurants. I love yeah. I love the first place, the chaos. I love it. But that to me is more valuable than money. So if you want to get into hospitality, you must have your heart in something. You must. You can't go half-heartedly. You must put your heart. You must invest your time, your soul, everything into this industry, or don't do it because then it's not for you. Yeah. It has to be for you. Or it has. To, it, it's. It's not what you see on TV. It's dark. It's ugly. It's. It's. It's, it's so killing. If you think you can make it, go ahead and try. Yeah. And it goes beyond hospitality. If you really want to do something that, that makes you happy and just feels good, go ahead and do it. Sure. Because you only find out once you've tried. I, I agree. Well, 
Jeff, I think on those beautiful. Uh, sure, I'm, I'm flustered. I'm passionate about. It. Yes. <laughs> I like the animation. I like the passion. I like. I like the talk around family. I, I think sure. you know, all of us here and uh, our listeners would have learned a lot from um, how you position your brand, sure. how you speak about it. Sure. And uh, thank you for having us here well, today. Thank you for coming. And, thank uh, you. We hope. I, I just want to say this. You know, meeting somebody behind the scenes, sure. matching that up with the experience that we have when we come here, it's a perfect match. And thank, thank you, you very much for your time. Thank you, guys.